So welcome to the Grabbing the Brisket podcast. I love the new intro, right? I mean, you guys hear it, <laughs> it's right? It's there. Yeah. It's there. It's so It's bopping. Good. It's good. It did is. I say bopping? I, I think you it's did say bopping. You did say bopping. That's wow. weird. I shouldn't have said that. Are <laughs> the kids saying that? God, nowadays? I shouldn't have said that. It's <laughs> Man, I screwed that up. What was that toy back in the this. 90s or whatever? Was it called the Bop It or something like that? Where bop you like it. Oh, yeah. Twist, twist it. it. Turn Slap it. Slap it. Bop it. Bop it. Oh, that's horrible, Jan. You're never going to live that down. Just bop it. We're gonna go right into so today we're we're having a we have a special guest with Texas Barbecue Society, and then that's uh, mm-hmm. Seth Rodrigue. Rodrigue 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 Yeah, yeah. I, I know I'm gonna ask him when he comes up. Yeah, and Char- Sean Larkin with um, Texas Barbecue Society. They also are AKA. a competition team, the Dirty Underwear Gang, mm-hmm. and we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Why they were called the Dirty Underwear Gang? So yeah, yeah I have funny. questions for we, sure. We definitely so. have a lot of questions, so we're not going to waste any time. Let's get right into it. Hey guys, this is James from Grabbing the Brisket. So today we're joined with uh, a couple of gentlemen from the Texas Barbecue Society. I have Seth Rodriguez and Sean Larkin. So these guys created a new, I guess, sanctioning body over competition barbecue. Am I getting that correct? Yes. Okay. That is correct. So you, uh, I mean, of course. Well, they're not just, listen, hold on, let's not dismiss this. This okay, this is not just two guys that went out and created this this, this barbecue that society. That is correct. That is correct. These are, these are competition cook guys that have been, they've been doing this for many, many, many years. Um, that, that basically, yeah, don't, don't, don't slide past Get the fact ass, that Jan. these guys are out Get there ass, competing Jan. on a weekend <laughs> basis and kicking ass. Right, guys? Yeah, yeah. There it is. That, right. That's, that's the goal. Yeah. And, and congratulations uh, last weekend's reserve grand champion. I saw as we're trying to get things figured out here, uh, the big Chet rolling past the screen. So that's, <laughs> that's happy fantastic. Finally got a big check. We've been waiting <laughs> all the time for a big check. Was it everything you'd hope it would be and more? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it always that is. Awesome. That it is always awesome. is. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, y- y'all y'all kind of got together, and and if you don't mind, kind of kind of go through that because y'all have been I- IBCA cookers, right? Uh, and in this region, and 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 traveling, I'm sure. But uh, but y'all y'all have done a predominantly an IBCA cook. Is is that correct? You or me, Seth? Yeah. Yeah. I'll go ahead. Yeah. That, that's we are we are predominantly IBCA cooks. Okay. Okay. And then we've I, done a few KCBS like the Royal and uh, a few other. Star, we done uh, yeah the BCA, but predominantly IBCA. Okay, okay. So y- y'all y'all kind of got together and then started really kind of figuring out like, hey, this is what I really like about this type of competition. And then I'm I'm assuming by doing some of the KCBS cookoffs, y'all like, hey, you know what? I really like this about this this sanctioning body. I like this about this sanctioning body. And then yeah, you want, you want to kind of go in, how, how did yeah. that kind of transpire and, and whatever it goes, else? It goes back to about July when everything started getting shut down and we we just wanted to cook. So, you know, there was some picnics going on and still there were still a couple of Lone Star events. Um, we did a couple of BCAs while they were shut down. And then, um, you know, we in August we were just like, like we wanted to have a cook-off. So we invited, you know, 20 teams out and we put together – a little system, you know, based on what all the cooks said they liked about different sanctioning bodies. And uh, we held it. It ended up being uh, 14 teams there, and we held it. And uh, it went off without a hitch. Um, it was single table um, with, you know, tenderness, taste, and um, 
appearance, all, you know, getting each individual scores, those score being dropped out. And we just got really positive feedback from that. And we weren't really trying to go into a sanctioning body at that point in time either. But then we cooked a couple of BCA events after that. And then we just kind of realized that there's really no options in Texas. I mean, yes, there's different sanctioning bodies in Texas, but they're all kind of the same. So we thought it might be a good idea just to give Texas cooks a different option and a different uh, a different way to, to get judged while they're at events. So that's kind of, you know, how this whole thing started. You know, I, I, I have not uh, seen everything on, on what y'all have done as far as some of the different uh, changes and whatever else, but it, I, I can go back to um, uh, the Go Fiesta uh, Day, uh, Frontier Day. What was it? Yeah, Frontier Day that were, we, we, we did a cook-off probably 10-plus years ago um, out at uh, U of H, right? It was right around U of H campus. I, I don't know if y'all have ever done that one or not. Frontier uh, Fiesta. Yeah, fr- fr- yeah, Frontier Fiesta. And I'm not sure what the sanctioning body was for that, but it was such a sham of a show and it, there's probably close to 100 160 cooks 150 i mean there's a bunch of cooks out there and when they gave the results back they gave first second and third for all categories and that was it and it, it was you seem like you just you you worked your butt off for for i don't know how many days four days and then just to know that you didn't place in the top three was like to me, I was like, "What? What did we get? Fourth? I guess we got fourth, yeah, right?" No Where are you? Like, <laughs> always, always. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I think that's something that the KCBS does. That they they they'll give you feedback. They'll they'll tell you your scoring and everything else. Is that something that y'all are doing? Yeah, it's transparency. Is basically what you want to know. You you kind of want to know where you where you sat and what you were what you were lacking and everything. So, at the end of every competition, you get back. Uh, you get back not only comment cards, you get back every single score that was put on those comment cards. So you have a comment card and a scorecard put together. They're all stapled together. So you'll you'll have um, you know what is it six scorecards for each category, and then um, and then you'll get a spreadsheet back at the end that has uh, your total scores as they're put into the multiplier. Um, right then and there, you're audit. Everybody's auditing the system because they have their cards along with what was entered into the computer. So it's just it's transparency if that kind of answers your question it and does. just know what you you were lacking on if it was you know if it was tenderness or if it was appearance that really hurt you then at least you know what you need to go work on for the next uh next cook-off for sure man and i think that's awesome you know even you know there's probably some people out there that don't want to know they were last but you know some people need to know that because they keep doing the same things and maybe they're thinking you know like like you guys were talking about a while ago like well, if they're calling 10, I must have got 11, you know, when in fact they're probably 95th or whatever. And sometimes yeah. you need to know that, so you need to change up what you're doing, you know, and I think it's beneficial for everybody, you know, from the top to the bottom, dude. Yeah, and if you're consistent, let's just say you finished 11th in every category, there's a pretty doggone good chance that you're going to be grand champion. You're not going to be left out. That's right. You know, it, it rewards consistent cooks across the board, not just uh, someone that won brisket. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we actually Four had ribs. some 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 friends cook out there with y'all this weekend. Yeah. Uh, they, For, former uh, team that we we're on, uh, Chase and Morsmoe. Yep, Chase and Morsmoe okay, was yeah. out there, um, and uh, those guys competed. And then uh, Ice Cold Cooker, they were out there. I don't know if you saw them or not. Uh, they they didn't get the calls this weekend. Um, I heard, uh, but is that is that something 
you know, that, that y'all are pretty used to, are y'all used to getting in the winner's circle or getting in those calls or is that something that, <laughs> that y'all just kind of get lucky with or, or what? Well, it, well, you never get used to it. Let's put it that way. I mean, it's always fun and it's always good. Uh, I would say we, we get our numbers or names called more than we don't, at least in one category. Right. You know, um, we have a few grand champions. We've actually won that hold them and hit them two years prior. This is our second time to reserve it in the last four years. So, you know, and that's a pretty good one. We've been chasing for a long time. Um, and it's kind of to go back. That's a, actually a good question. Last year, Danny Deets, which is a pretty big cookoff around here. We were the only team to get three walks uh, out of 150 and we didn't even place in the top 10 overall. Mm. So, that was another kind of reasoning why we decided to say, "Hey, man, we need to we need to do something different. We need to get something different out there, right? Uh, because this is a 150 team cookoff. We got three walks, nobody else did, and we didn't place top ten. Yeah, that's uh, not right. And you know, and we worked our ass off for that. I mean, we had a great cook, and we're happy with all the walks we got. But you know, somebody else walked home with our drum smoker. That's. I, I really appreciate the fact that, you know, I've never cooked in a KCBS uh, category. And I, I kind of think it's kind of the same a little bit. And, and I'm not I'm not sure if I'm wrong. Please let me know. But th- it's kind of similar to what they do as far as the scoring. Is, is that correct? Sure. It's okay. very similar, um, except we're just going to be a meat contest. We're not we're, we're not allowed to garnish. And uh, we also do um, half chickens okay. instead of uh, chicken pieces. We wanted to stick to the Texas roots. We think the half, hardest thing in the cook is a half chicken, and we wanted to keep that true. I I could not agree more. So so what meats are we still sticking with the the brisket ribs and then the well half that kind of brings us to our next yeah. uh, <laughs> little, uh, okay. story. Yeah yeah is uh, we were ready to roll out January first <clears throat> with this sanctioning body, and we we heard a rumor about Fred and Roddy creating something. We reached out to them. Uh, it didn't work. They out. reached out to us. Then they reached back out to us, and then, uh, you know, we, we really started seeing that we all we both had the same goals, and we really uh, just wanted to make uh, cooks for the cooks and for the promoters, and just uh, you know give Texas cooks a an option, and um, we we thought it was a great fit, so we decided to go ahead and merge with uh, the CBA, and uh, that for people that don't know, us Champions Barbecue Alliance. Um, it's rolling out really pretty soon here. I'd say no later than March 1st, we'll, we'll be live running, uh, real events. Um, we've already got one test run underneath our belt from last weekend. There's another one scheduled for in a couple weeks and then a third and a couple weeks after that, just to solidify the system, make sure there's no bugs and everything, but it's going to be cutting edge. And to answer to go back to your question, we are now going to be four meats. It, we're bringing pork to Texas. Okay. Um, the reasoning for that was um, when we when you do win a lot of competitions in here in Houston and you want to go compete at the Royal or the Jack, um, us Texas cooks are way behind the eight ball because we don't cook pork. So we wanted to catch up with the times and, and make that a standard uh, meat for our cooking sanctioning body. So it'll be uh, chicken, half chicken, you know, ribs, pork, and, and brisket turned in in that order. Okay, so you're so you're still in the ribs, and the pork will be like a pork butt. Yes. Okay, and then is that, is that I guess it's a that's a pulled pork that you're that you're putting or 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 is that an option or is that well option? it's it's you can however you want to put in the box. Yeah. You know, 
whatever you want to put in there, whether pulled, money, muscle, tubes, bacon, any any piece of that pork butt you want to put in there and however you want to put it in there, we're not going to um, hinder you on that, if you so to speak. Like, you know, same thing with brisket, same thing with ribs, same thing with chicken. You can put you can put it in the box however you want, just no garnish. So we're gonna we're trying to also um, uh, let the cooks be creative, get get their creative juices flowing, you know, kind of thing uh, with how you put your meat in your box and stuff. You know, where IBCA says you got to go with the hinge and this and that. Right. If you don't, that looks good, and you want to, you know, put it in some other way. Feel free, you know. Um, I, I want to add on to what Sean said about the CBA. You know, uh, it we we thought long and hard about joining and merging with these guys, you know, because of what we had, we gained a lot of momentum and, and it just made sense. I mean, you, you guys know who Fred Robles is. You guys know who Roddy Trevino is and, and and everybody else that's part of the organization starting it up. is just heavy hitters all in Texas barbecue. And in all honesty, the champions barbecue Alliance is going to change the game in Texas and compete with KCBS fairly quickly uh, across the nation it's exciting times is that going to be regional are we going to have different regions like ibca or is it just all of texas for right now to start off with it's going to be regional okay um, because it's going to grow a lot quicker in texas than than it will outside of texas not saying that we don't already have events lined up outside of texas but you know we're, we're probably planning on at least 35 events this first year just in texas and then um <laughs> I think we already have about six or seven outside this the state. So once those numbers starts balancing out, then it might start being just uh, states first states. But more than likely, Texas will be regions for you know the foreseeable future. Okay. okay. Well, one quick question: uh, the the judging. How does the judging work? As far as uh, I mean, do we, do we have like certified judges, or is it something that we're getting we're getting volunteers and having them? I'll take it, Sean. No, it, it's it's going to be like the IBCA judging where you have uh, uh, guys off the street, so to speak. You know, one thing we thought about I'm gonna take is that back. it's not going to be like IBCA. Judging. Well, it's going to be amateur judging. Right. Like IBCA uses, but the actual what happens inside the judging room. Well, well, that's what I was getting to. Uh, you know, we, we don't think having certified judges, I mean, who's to tell somebody what good barbecue is? We want people to eat your barbecue and let them judge it. Uh, uh, so what we're gonna have in the judging room is technology. Um, we're gonna have, you know, it's all gonna be digital. There's gonna be no paper. Um, it's going, you're gonna get comment cards uh, like we had in, in the Texas Barbecue Society, um, you know, so it is cutting edge what is happening in the judging room what we're doing uh but to answer your question the judges will not be quote unquote certified uh like kcbs we will have event coordinators uh that are certified to run judging rooms and stuff like that and will guide our judges but um it, i think you're gonna really like it when you cook one i i actually love the idea because it, you know to tell somebody like what your barbecue, this is what you're looking for, right? And then you're, you're kind of taking that out. And, and, and to be honest with you, I mean, people know what they like anyways, right? So That's right. you're just there to help guide, like these are the parameters we're looking for, right? Here's here's the information that you have in front of you. And then look, eat the barbecue. What do you think about it? Um, mm -hmm. 
I, I love that idea. Like, I think that's you – know, go ahead. When I did it, when I ran the judgment room for Texas Barbecue Society a few times, and the only real guideline I gave was if you think the chicken is raw, let me know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Other than that, whatever you like, you like, you know. But if you think chicken's raw, that's all I need to know. I'm not going to tell you really any, anything else about what meat should look like or taste like. Right. Right. Which, by the way, like if you if you've never judged for IBCA, um, and, and, and there's two things here. If you're cooking, and you're not trying to go out and judge in a category, and just take 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 a back seat to that and judge and see what's going on, uh, you're you're doing yourself uh, not a favor in that, right? So yeah, you're not going to learn. You're not going to yeah, grow that's, as a team. That's how you get better. And then two, um, IBCA. I, I I've judged this a few times, uh, and just because you you want to get better. And then to have a judge tell me like you cannot spit the meat out, and you cannot, like you once you bite it, once you take a bite of it or, or cut into it or whatever else, you have to eat it. That's disgusting. I've, I've had some horrible bites in my life uh, doing this. <laughs> yeah, I hope it wasn't ours. <laughs> no, it's not yours. Hey, I'm actually kind of curious, man. So, um, so you know you're introducing the fourth meat how does the uh, the turn-in times change at that point i mean do the, the turn-in increments they, they have to change at some point right it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be quicker um we're gonna be doing our turn-ins uh, up to i believe 100 100 teams um and the reason for that is we're not gonna have to have round after round of judging it's a it's single table with uh with one final table um so you know, everything goes to one table, and then once if you make the top ten after that, it goes to a final table for some additional points to be added to your score to to see whose box was the best. So, I mean, once your box gets in there, we're going to have a basically it's it's either going to be a yeah, it's going to be a ten minute total window to get your turn ins in, whether it's going to be five before and five after or just ten after. That's still ten before Sean determined. What ten before is what we decided on. No, we're not doing that. And then, uh, <laughs> love it. Yeah, love I don't it. know. Uh, no, we're not doing that. Um, okay. <laughs> well, he's I mean, on the board. Lost, I lost track there. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I mean, that, um, that's something that's so going to be challenging in itself, you know, right? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said that's something that's going to be challenging in itself, like uh, as far as like the the window times coming shorter and shorter. I mean. For some of that, really, that's used I mean, to the done in twenty minutes, yeah. you know, with judge. Once but the meats get turned in, that's gonna be, gonna, yeah, that's gonna be freaking awesome because I mean, there's there's plenty of cook-offs where we we waited around till seven o'clock at night, just waiting for the tallying and just waiting, and you're like, you've already gassed yourself from like all day Friday, Saturday, just like, just please let this be over with. Let's get going. <laughs> for instance, if if brisket more than likely turn in is gonna be two o'clock. Um, we should have everything tallied up by 2.30. And uh, our goal is so promoters can have awards as early as 4 p.m. So the teams that do travel and do want to leave Saturday, you know, they can hit the road by 5, 5.30 and, you know, get back to their families. You know, I, I see the logic behind that, and that's that's actually awesome, you know, because uh, we were talking to um, uh, Lucky Charms guy, you know. Phil uh, Breeden. And he's yeah. saying how much you know he's on he's on the road you know all the time and he just wants to get back to his family you know and that that you know this kind of system fits him perfectly because he just wants to go in there cook get out of there you know and get back home I think that's awesome man yeah but can yeah. you so really and truthfully what you're doing is it's a nonstop cooking for so think about this for a second so let's say brisket is your last final meat you're turning in which let's say it's two o'clock right 
But for, the, for the last four hours, you've been grinding, but not really. Probably the last six hours, you've been grinding to get mm -hmm. your boxes ready to turn in, right? So you're just you're just basically working your ass off for six hours, and then all of a sudden you're done. Yeah, you, yeah. You, it, you, you I mean, it? you think about IBCA. I mean, it, you know, once noon rolls around, you kind of get busy, and then there's like a thirty minute break, right? And then then you get oh, for an hour and a half turn, and then then you then you get back up and do your thing. But with an hour turn in. I mean, I think it's really it's really perfect. We've done a couple cook-offs under Texas Barbecue Society with an hour. And basically what it does is you turn in one meat, you, you, you clean the dishes up for that meat, and then you start prepping the next meat. And then it really just makes the event go by very quick. And uh, there's still plenty of time for you to do everything that you need to to your meat. Um, I, I love AC, it. On the other hand, that 30-minute turn-in, that's, that's wild stuff there. That stuff is crazy up there. So yeah. that's that's how it is in KCBS, right? So it's every thirty yep. minutes. Thirty minutes. Yeah. Holy moly, dude! How can one, on one tags, person could do that, right? No, no. So that's why you got to no. have more than one person team, right? You no. you got to yeah. be. I mean, you you have to have a runner at that. I mean, hell, we go to the Royal, and you're you're far away. By the time you're walking back after the first box turn in, the second box is ready to go back. You know, and, and it, it's quick. Oh wow. Um, we, we batted around the idea of 45 minutes, but on our test cook this past weekend, all the cooks said we love hour. We love the hour. Let's just keep it at an hour. Nice. Uh, so that's going to probably be what, it, I mean, more than likely, that's set in stone now. Um, I I it goes by fast. I love that. I, I think that would benefit me and a lot of us because you don't get that lull. You don't get that, like, let me just sit in this chair for a minute and get drunk. You know, uh, maybe That's right, and drink six yeah. beers. Yeah. And drink six beers in between. Also, yeah. look up and go, "Oh shit, I got to get the ribs going." Oh man, dang it! No. Sometimes that washer game goes into overtime. Oh. Yeah. oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's awesome, man. Now we love the direction, man. It sounds awesome, dude. And um, I think, I mean, we're signing up pretty quick to to be in in one of them. I don't know which one the first one we're going to do is, but we're going to do one. Yeah, why not? So where y'all out of? We're out of South Houston here in Pearland. Pearland, Texas. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we, we, we have a lot of experience cooking in competition as far as chasing more smoke goes, but uh, uh, we're, we kind of like uh, created this little podcast, and I think we're probably going to branch off and do a probably a couple of uh, of these these competitions, really just kind of put the experience out there to all the, the, the listeners and all that stuff like that. By the way, we're, we're in our garage, and uh, our garage pod and – John's flying that, over. That is yes, John flying over. Southwest is Southwest flying over flying right flying now. Over. <laughs> so we're, we're excited to, to get out there and give it a shout. Yeah. Uh, what, one thing on this, and I know nobody, we're talking with, um, I, can, I can't remember his name right now. He's drawn a blank, but it's the, he used to be the president of uh, the IBCA. Craig Sherry. Craig Sherry. Yep. Yes. So with uh, Texas pepper jelly, right? Texas, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and one of the things that he kind of brought up on the podcast was like money is really driven uh, a, lot of, a lot of these competitions and, and kind of where it's going and, and whatever else. Uh, what, what are the purses uh, going to be like on some of these competitions? Or, or if there, well, are, are there any? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, we, we kind of do this for the money, to be honest with you. It's a hobby, but, you know, the guys that do it every week are doing it for money for recognition but you know the purses are really up to the promoters you, you know who the promoters that are promoting the event um 
we would, you know, we obviously, the bigger the purse, the better, right? You know, um, but, you know, a lot of these cook-offs, you got to remember, are for charity or for a cause or something like that. So, you know, they take a piece of it. Um, but, you know, I, I don't, it's something we as an organization may look at down the road, how we can get bigger purses, you, you know, that sort of thing. But the money is up to the promoter, you know. Okay. Um, There's got to be sponsorship as well. You, and sponsorships and things like that. But the more money the cook-off has to give out, the bigger it's going to be. And the more money you get the next year and the next year, that kind of thing, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the less the money, CBA people won't come. Yeah, we believe the CBA is going to be a draw not only for cooks to come out because they see it's a CBA, but the amount of sponsorships that we have already obtained and are on board with adding, you know, say purses to certain events or merchandise to certain events is it's growing every day and it's pretty exciting to see. So, you know, it might be a lot of added money or, you know, merchandise to these cook-offs that we're able to promote. Sure. Sure. And then, and then also it, does this feed into any other sanctioning body? Like, for example, I know that some of these some of these cookoffs. If you, we're, even we're talking we're talking with Craig. You know, he 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 went out and he had cooked at Houston a few times. Or you know, people get you know entries into the Jack uh, Daniels, Jack Daniels, whatever. Yeah. So so does any of this? Hopefully, one. I'm saying now, but in one day, does that help feed into maybe another championship cookoff or something else? Yes, like yes. a point it, system type thing. There is there is some criteria you, you have to meet as a new sanctioning body uh, to have cookoffs that qualify for the Royal and the Jack. I mean anybody can get into the Houston Rodeo pretty much if you have enough money. Uh, but the Jack and the Royal are the two big ones where you have to qualify for. Uh, we have to meet some criteria as a as a new organization. I think it's ten cookoffs of fifty plus teams in the first year which we're expecting to have in the first four months. Ted Cook-Off's over 15 teams. Yeah. Uh, is it over 15? Yeah, for the uh, for the Royal and 10 for t with 25 for the Jack. Oh, 25, okay, yeah. So, you know, we, we, we think we'll be – every Cook-Off we have that's over X amount of teams after those first 10 will be Jack qualifiers and, and Royal qualifiers. Nice. So, how do you? Um, I mean, can you approach a place that's already having a cook off and and come at them like like for instance, like we do? VFW here has two a year. I mean, is there? Do you come up here to you know promote you know your new sanction body and stuff? We're like not that? trying to poke. We're not. Yeah, we're not. I mean, we're we're putting it out there um, that we're you know available to cook off. Okay. And they're running to us. We're not necessarily going out and gotcha. okay. trying to take anything away from anybody. Um, and I don't think that's ever going to be our game plan. I think, you know, is if we just get enough people talking, which I, I think is going to be easy enough, that they'll come to us and then we'll show them what we have. And if it's something we can help them out with, you know, we'll, we'll certainly put our, our best foot forward. Nice, man. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I yes. guess. Our, our motto sort of is, you know, customer service and the customer being the promoter and the cook. You know, uh, we want to make the experience good for the promoter and for the cook. So we're not just a sanctioning body who's just going to come and run your judging area. We are going to be with you pretty much the whole way. We'll help promote it. Uh, if we can put some of our sponsorships behind you, behind your event, 
Uh, if that's something we can work out, we plan to do that. We plan to make awards fun for the promoter, for the cooks, because we've all cooked all day and, 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 you know, we like to have a good time. I mean, that's what we're about. We're trying to make this fun again, instead of all the other BS that goes on, you know, that's the goal and fun for everybody involved. And we're also offering military and first responders a discount too, as well. Nice. Okay. Love awesome. that. Awesome. That is super awesome. So, okay, take take aside the sanctioning body and the and, and the CBA, which I know is, is is really a big passion for y'all. What was the secret for y'all getting grand champion this last weekend? We went all the tips, <laughs> and I've got my pocketbook out. So. Yep, we're, we got reserved. We got reserved. We don't want to take grand. We got reserved. <laughs> Re- reserve, yes, reserve grand champion. Well, so, so is, are there any secrets or tips that you can put out just just as a team that just got in the in the winner circle? Uh, to anybody listening, trying to get in, trying to uh, better their game in competition or anything else. Or if you want to give out the magic rub, to go ahead and do that as well. <laughs> I, I put all my rubs on our post. I mean, uh, you know, right now we're running nothing but Holy Smoke and Blazing Bone seasoning. Um, so, I mean, they have great products right there. Uh, the combination is all up to you how you put them on there. I, I'm not exactly sure if I could repeat what I did last weekend, this weekend. Uh, but th- that's, who, that's who we use. Um we use a lot of war pig uh, sauces. Oh yeah, Dennis. Uh, yep, Dennis. And um, I mean, I tell I'll tell anybody this. Uh, IBCA is a tenderness contest. It's not necessarily a taste or a appearance. It's a tenderness contest. Yeah. Then we we use we use uh, some of LC barbecue too. Phil Phil Braden, who y'all had on, we use some of his stuff too. It's all good there. It is. Uh, it is really good. Yeah, I. So, let me, one thing we always <laughs> preach is like consistency. But uh, I mean, y- y- y'all are an experienced team. Like, I, and, and how many guys do y'all have? Is just is this y'all two only on the team, or is there you have more, more than just y'all? Or how, how does that work? We have we actually have three dirty underwear gang teams. Okay. Um, I have two brothers that um, also cook, probably one or two cook-offs a year each too. But then there's you know uh, probably about six or seven of us that you know that try to make it every time we cook uh but usually there's there's seth um and jim and i at every competition at minimum okay okay yeah yeah we're just a bunch of guys that like to drink beer and hang out together we've known each other for 30 years and we'll make it competitive you know and and, and it's (laughs) we like to win trophies and money and drink beer and hang out with each other, you know, and that's how it all started. And, and you know, the rest is history at this point, so to speak. Who who, who thought of the name? <laughs> Go ahead, John. Or, or who had it? Who who had them? <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was my brother's uh, thinking. Uh, and once my brother gets something in his head, there's no getting it out of it. So we just finally just laid over and let him have it. But I, it really it was a uh, it was an old western gang. That was called the Dirty Underwear Gang, and they're actually mentioned on Young Guns. Was it one or two? I don't remember. Young Guns one. They they talk about the Dirty Underwear Gang, and that's where yeah. he heard it. So um, that's really kind of where we got it from. And, it, and we we walked or something like that, and we're like, shit, we got to keep it now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can't change that. Okay. Yeah. In our very first cook-off. Yeah. You know. You're like, damn it, we got to keep this name now. And it's been good to us. That's super cool. And you said shit, so there's no pun intended in that. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. You know, we started, uh, and I I don't know how long y'all been doing the competition cooking uh, for, 
but when we started, uh, I think we ran a couple of different names. You know, we were always running a different. It's like we would enter. You know, back in the day, they had these Calcuttas, right? So you, you would enter this cook-off, and depending if you were a team that was really known to win, when your team name came up for the Calcutta, which is like an auction, people would buy your. You know, basically, it yeah. gave gave away for. People. I know where you're going with this. And that's very smart, <laughs> right? So we would change our name all the time because <laughs> it, it got to the point where you couldn't buy your team, right? When your team goes for six, seven hundred dollars uh, to to buy, right? And you're like, okay, well, we're going with a different name this week. So um, we always kind of changed it around a little bit, and and we kind of we had it, you know, double J cookers for a while, and then. We, we, Sean and I and James kind of got together. Sean was running the, the Chasing More Smoke uh, team name, and, and uh, our last names are more. His last name is more, so it just kind of really fit. And we're like, let's right. just, you know, he's like, hey, you, you, we're cooking the same cookos all the time. Let's just merge into one team. So we did, and, it man, it blew up. It was just like we had like 14, 15 people, maybe sometimes higher than that. Plus, you know, you've got wives and everything else cooking. Uh, we had three teams. We had tents. Uh, we had DJs. I mean, oh, yeah. it was just it got it got to have a hand. It was nice, right? It it got right. you know. You it know, was fun though. We had TX Whiskey as 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 sponsorships, but you know, really trying to get in the winner circle and win. Which you know, I, I will say, Chasing More Smoke is really focused in the last probably year and a half, two years, uh, and you know this this year as well, right? Really focused on on really getting in the winner circle, um, which which to me takes just. You know, try, trying to taking a back seat to the party a little right. bit and just a really self control. Yeah, consistency. Um, have y'all seen that for, for y'all as far as y'all's well, career in barbecue? And that's a that's a your story is kind of the same trajectory that we were on. I mean, we've been doing this a long time. I mean, a long time since we were what twenty three years old. Me and Sean started. You know, but it was all party all the time. We got a call here, there. You know, we won our first cook-off, but it was a little cook-off. You know, it was, like you said, jello shots and DJs and tents. And it's finally, you know, Sean kind of was like, hey, if we're going to do this, might as well be good at it. And and that was probably about five years ago where it was like, hey, let's be good at it. We can still have a good time, but let's be good at it. And you know, we kind of changed our mentality a little bit. And, and like I said, we still have a good time, but when it's when it's Saturday and it's time to cook, we're concentrating, you know, it, it's, we're still, out, you know, we're still drinking some beers, but we're concentrating because the end game is to get those big checks and those trophies because then the party goes on for a little bit longer afterwards kind of thing. That's right. That's right. You know? Yeah. When, when it really comes down to, I mean, and a lot of these teams are using, Probably a lot of the similar products as far as the rubs, absolutely. As far as the injections and this, the 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 barbecue sauces and all that stuff like that. So, and there's probably people mixing different ratios or adding a little this mm-hmm. to that. Um, but it, a lot of times, it really comes down to the process. Can you can you can you stick to your guides? Know when you start your pit. Know when you get your meat on. Know when to take it off. All that. If you stick to your guns, so to speak, and everything just kind of comes out great. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Maybe. I mean that's that's it. And, and to your point, everybody is using the same stuff. You know, the same rub sauces, injections. And Sean's point earlier, when you're cooking an IBCA event, 
which is most of them around here, it's about tenderness because the taste is going to be relatively close on everything that the judges are tasting, unless you're putting something crazy on it. It comes down to tenderness, and that goes to your point of making sure your processes are the same. You know, you're doing the same thing over and over again, repetitive, you know. What, what, what are you guys cooking on? Go ahead, Sean. Uh, yeah. Um, I have a gravity homemade gravity-fed pit, and we also cook on a barrel. Okay. Both homemade. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on um, Traegers and uh, electric pits as far love as pellets, the competition? I love them. I mean, I my house. Um, um, they're good. I, I don't think you quite get all the smoky flavor in there that you would need for competition in some of your bigger meats. But for chicken and ribs, I think that, uh, I think a lot of people win with uh, using those pits. Yeah. It's so um, easy just to turn it on and, and work it from the Wi-Fi of your phone. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, we need to add more pellets. Let's get this. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All my pits are hooked up to an electronic device, too. So, I mean, I'm not, I can't really make fun of Traeger. No, for that. no, I, I mean, get it. I get I'm, it. I'm hooked up to an electronic device, so I can't say much I, about I, a barbecue pit. You know, One I mean? less so, thing you have to worry about yeah. is, uh, makes it that much easier out there and more consistent. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah, we, we always love to, and not really necessarily poke fun, but, I mean, we, we, we always uh, make light of the whole situation. And But the reality is we all use Traegers. We all use uh, – <laughs> um, <laughs> things that make it a little bit easier uh, on us because let's face it sometimes we just want to get a little extra sleep i mean that's right yeah i mean it'd be nice to sit there and just uh, feed a um offset smoker for 14 hours um and just not get any sleep um i'm being facetious of course but uh, right yeah sure so you know that well, there's no you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody that doesn't have some sort of an electronic component on on their pits whether it be a fan or, or, or something like that. I mean, it's what it is at this point in time. I mean, it, it's, I mean, that's the name of the game these days, you know. Sure. It is. Yeah, the barbecue gurus, right? That, that's a big yeah. thing that people, you know, put onto their fireboxes and everything else to, to maintain that heat. And, you mm-hmm. know, you're not having to add a whole bunch of wood and whatever else. So um, we're not uh, we're not rich enough to have one of those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple hundred bucks probably to yeah. order one. So, so we're the guys that get up at two o'clock in the morning or one o'clock in the morning, and we, we feed the we just feed the beast, you know, for fourteen hours. <laughs> we just give uh, Alden Bud Lights, and he just sits there and hands the yeah. fire. Uh, speaking yeah. of that, man, I'm, you know, I'm actually curious, you know, because you know when it, when you know when all the pellet smokers were coming out and stuff like that, you know, they were within the rules, you know, because they were it was you know it was wood burning, correct. Um, mm-hmm. it, you fire, know, you was there anything or fire? You know, was there was there ever any time where you guys were like, you know, and knowing you guys like to use Traegers and stuff like that, was there ever a time where you're like, you know what, or is there a sanctioning body that would ever say, you know what, we're we're taking electricity out? You you just have to use actual wood and actually burn it and stuff like that. I mean, is was that did it ever cross you guys' mind? I think the only sanctioning body that they were illegal at first in was Texas Gulf Coast. Uh, yeah. But it didn't last very long. Uh, once they found out that it actually, they thought it was running off, you know, they thought it was the electricity was producing the heat. But anybody that's ever taken apart a pellet grill to because their igniter's gone out realizes that it actually is a fire inside of that fire. pit. Yes, it's just uh, it's just being fed by an auger and it has an automatic igniter on there. But uh, once uh, you know, 
the dynamics of uh, how they work were put out there, then uh, they were just pretty much legal everywhere. Yeah, still wood burning for sure. So I mean, That's right. it's I mean, so wood burning. So Traeger ain't going anywhere. Or pellet smoke. You know, we, none we, of that we, stuff. We used to make fun of the guys too. You know, ha ha. You gotta you gotta use sure. electricity. All you know, poke fun at them, right. but. You know, once you cook on one, you kind of don't ever want to cook on anything. Else. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, especially you, at the house. You, you get know? beat by some someone on a Traeger. You're like, dang it, <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with me? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, something else that I, you know, we probably will put off in a future one, but just kind of get your thoughts on this. Uh, kind of seeing because y'all have been in the game for a while. Uh, kind of seeing the evolution of barbecue, and uh, I remember back in the day that you know you had to have something spicy a spicy brisket or you know the brisket to me has changed over the years and now i'm starting to see these brisket glazes right so everybody's kind of glazing or putting in glaze on the brisket and whatever else sweet savory yeah what are your thoughts on on that uh is that something y'all y'all have kind of looked at doing or have done at home but not really done in the competition world or or have you done something that way we've been saucing briskets for the last six seven years have you yeah yeah. yeah, it just it changes from how cooked on do they want it? Do they want it where you know it looks like it's just part of the bark, or do they actually want you know it look it looking like barbecue sauce? That's what changes more than anything else is is how the judges are receiving you know the product, how you, how yeah. you apply it and how you cook it on. Right, right. And then and then with that having uh, was that something that you kind of saw on the on the KCBS. Um, side as well is that something you we were ibca way before we uh we even thought about going to kcbs you know 2018 and one thing to think about is it's one bite right so those glazes and those sauces they only get one bite and you want to put as much flavor in that one bite as you possibly can you know so you were talking about you know how, how does it change i'll tell you what's changed to me which I never thought I'd see is injecting meats like a brisket mm-hmm. or ribs. And, and that's a big thing now. And, you know, you almost can't win if you don't, mm-hmm. and, but it changes the flavor because, you know, you get one bite and, and you want to make sure they're getting enough of the flavor, your flavor mm-hmm. profile in that one bite. I was talking to Poe Paul a couple of years back and he was, and he was kind of going over how everything has changed in the last 10 years. And, and he pinpointed, he said, it's barbecue pit masters that changed everything. He's like, before barbecue pit masters, nobody sauced anything. After that, if you weren't saucing, you weren't walking. Right. Right. Uh, you know, it's something for me. I, I, I've, I've talked about this probably the last four or five years, to be honest with you. Uh, it's something that I have not gotten on board with. Uh, and it made my palate. It's not, it's not there. And I, again, I'm not cooking for my palate. I'm cooking for the judge's palate and what's winning. Uh, but I, I have a hard time with it sometimes. And, and you know, it's like pairing uh, a, a, a barbecue, a, a sweet bar, or just a barbecue sauce with brisket. Sometimes I'm like, man, let the meat just stand on its own a little bit. It doesn't need the barbecue sauce. But when I go to a barbecue restaurant, order chopped beef, baked potato, I'm like, yeah, put barbecue sauce on it right now i want some you know what i mean so yeah. it's kind of one of those two full things and then something else to think about is like is people at people at home are judging this stuff so they're people off the street so they may like sauce on their on their mm-hmm. brisket and whatever else so it's on like everything what yeah everything. so yeah. what are they doing it's like it's like putting you know ketchup on a on a hundred dollar ribeye some people just like <laughs> ketchup 
So it's yeah. like well, it's a little different. But. <laughs> well, you say that, but Patrick Mahomes is is, is putting yeah. a, a gallon of ketchup on a steak. You know? That's so, true. That's true. <laughs> Uh, it comes down to bite barbecue. You just got to pack as much flavor in there as possible, and, and if sauce is going to be the thing that puts you over the edge, then that's what you need to do. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. at the end of the day, you're trying to win. You know, it's not about what you like. It's about. I mean, I love our food. It's delicious. Uh, you know, when we cook at home, we cook it a little bit different. You know, um, but it, it, it's you got to just remember, it's not about what you like. It's about what's going to put you in that winner's circle. Yep. Yep, for sure. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. That kind of brings me to my next question is, um, you know, I mean, is there anything out there that, you know, we haven't heard of about, you know, the new sanctioned body that, you know, you guys maybe want to share with us? The pork's the biggest news on there. Um, something else that's going to be, uh, Seth had kind of touched on it earlier that, um, you know, there's not going to be any paper in the judging room. Um, there's going to, each jub, judge is going to have his, his own tablet that is provided by the CBA. As soon as they check in, they are handed a tablet, and that tablet randomly seats them. So when it, whenever you pick, if you come in with your, it's you and your wife are coming in, the judge, you're you're ninety nine percent of the time you're not going to be sitting next to each other. It's going to randomly put you on different on different tables. And then as the cooks check in their boxes, they, the uh, the boxes are scanned in. And then they're randomly put at different tables as well. So it doesn't matter who you t- like. You turn. You don't want to turn in next to. Which I'm just throwing a name out there, Craig Sherry, because you just don't want to cook against him. Um, it doesn't matter because it's going to be randomly put out there. It's just it's going to be kind of cutting edge things that people haven't done in the past, and it's just going to make it more fair for the cooks where they don't have to worry about um, you know where their box lands. But yeah, you know, go ahead. I would say that's that's an actually that's a fantastic idea, and I, and I don't I don't need to say that to let you know it is. But one thing that I always worried about is is being the first one to turn in, right? You, you know, back in the day, nobody wanted to be number one, and nobody be nobody wanted to be the very last one either. You want to be somewhere towards because once they start stacking those boxes, it's it's almost like yeah. the very first one is the very last one to go out. You you, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. If that so- makes sense. Yeah, and the idea here is that you you want to avoid. We're trying to avoid the table of death and the table of angels, so to speak. To where you know, if you have Fred Robles and Phil Breeden and Craig Sherry all on one table, that's a tough table to be on, right? Um, now you can still randomly get on a table with those three guys, but you know, I'll tell you at the at the Royal, I turned in. We turned in a pork box, and it was on the same table as Tuffy Stone. You know, and you're like, oh, shit, that's a barbecue Hall of Famer I'm turning in next to. And, and you start to think to yourself, man, I'm probably not going to win that table. Here, it's all random. Um, the things we're doing are cutting edge, you know, from. You know, we did beat him on that table. Yeah, nice. we did beat him on that table. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the cutting edge is even from when we give the, the cooks their box, their boxes, they're going to scan their boxes you know, we're not going to know any of the numbers or anything like that, you know, so you can avoid the whole, hey, you do my number and probably screwed me over here. You know, our, our whole goal is transparency, integrity in the judging. You know, you're not going to have those questions that come uh, from other sanctioning bodies uh, uh, and other events. You know, you're going to know when you cook one of our events that it was above board the whole way. Uh, just because it's all blind. I mean, hell, even the head judges don't know a lot of the things. 
they're just scanning QR codes for the most part. You know, so it, it, that's that's the goal for us. That is very cool, guys. This is like literally. I'm I am really excited to just to go out to one, just see how the the, the whole process of this. Uh, I I really feel like y'all are uh, on the right track uh, for a reason, right? Y'all been doing this for a long time, so uh, yeah, for sure. Been is, looking, yeah, been looking awesome. forward to this podcast, man. Just to just to really take in you know what's actually going on and stuff like that you know you know really speculation and shit like that but i like yeah it. you know it, and and to be honest with you when we started it was just for fun you know like in the texas barbecue society and it, it kind of went rolling and then when you have someone like fred robles and, and ronnie trevino reach out to you and say hey let's join forces and then they tell us they have you know aaron leslie with texas oil dust they have blues hogs they have you know chupacabra all these all these things that are behind this this is almost destined to not fail i mean there's no way it can fail just because of the the hard work that's gone into it the people behind it i mean it is going to be special and it is going to change texas barbecue for sure but you know in the coming years this is going to be one of those things where we're talking about kcbs is the second place uh sanctioning oh. CBA is is now the big on the on the barbecue map. Nice. I, I I love it. I mean, here at grabbing the brisket, we we are fans of it now. Awesome. So we're 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 looking forward to competing in our first event. Um, let me ask you this before we let you guys go. I know we're we're running a little late on on time, but let me ask you this. And I know maybe John has reached out to you guys. So we, we always have a standing question with all our guests that we ask them towards the end, and it, and it has to do with barbecue fails. And it, it, <laughs> it's, it, it's kind of something that we ask, and it's always something that's kind of a, either a funny moment or a horrible moment, or usually it's just something that we always learn. We always put our fails out there because, trust me, none of us are perfect. We always right. have mishaps, and we always maybe burn something or – maybe burn the house down or a garage or something like that. But uh, thank God, not us, but we've had some listeners uh, have had some pretty horrible times. So anything that comes to the mind to you guys, you guys want to share or just a, maybe just like a bad, just turn in for your competition. I, I don't in our know. younger days, I'm thinking of one right now in our younger days, we sent my younger brother to the cook's meeting and he came back with a long term. time. <laughs> we had to do the walk of shame back with a bunch of kids. Yeah, and we, we, we turned chicken in not too long ago in a smaller box, and uh, I actually had to run. I actually, first time I ran at a cook-off to get back to the trailer in the right box and got back with like five seconds to spare. It's kind of embarrassing. We've been doing this for a long time. We turned in. We fit two big-ass chickens in a small rib box, though. We all sat there and looked at. We all sat there and looked at it, and we were like, "God, we got to. We got to start buying smaller birds." Yeah, this ain't right. Yeah, Why won't like, it fit? Wait, Just squeeze it in there. How big is a chicken? And and I, and I have one that is. I, I was cooking with my father-in-law at a wild game cook-off, and I'm going to say this: We cooked kangaroo. Don't ever cook kangaroo. It is disgusting. It, <laughs> There's no way to make it good. And uh, that was one that I'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Don't ever yeah. cook kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, we had we had Jess Prowls on uh, not too long ago and she mentioned her, or actually we reached out to her because we had questions about kangaroo and uh, there's not really uh, a great way of cooking. I mean, I think you have to braise it. I think you have to like slow cook it. I don't even know how you would. I cooked it, and it was disgusting. Uh, <laughs> I, 
I don't want it. But it was a wild game cook-off, and we were trying something different, and never again. Ooh. Right, right. Hey, uh, Seth, Sean, hey, we definitely appreciate you guys taking time out of your schedule to talk a little barbecue with us. We definitely hope we can maybe get you guys back on uh, uh, here in the next uh, month or two once these cook-offs start. Um, start awesome. flowing, uh, <laughs> and hopefully we can be out and about in the wild and uh, meet up with you guys and uh, definitely ex- barbecue together. Yeah, keep your uh, eyes peeled to fa- our Facebook page, the Champions Barbecue Alliance. The web page should be out here in the next week or so, next week to ten days. And uh, um, as soon as we get past this next test, there's going to be events starting to pop up on there, and I'll make sure I'll reach out to you guys just to keep you guys in the loop. Yes, sir. For Appreciate sure, man. it. Very cool, Perfect. guys. Thank right, you all guys. so much. Hey, we wish hey, you the best. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it, guys. All right. Yeah, have a good one. What an awesome interview. Love those guys. <laughs> a lot of energy there. Uh, no. I love those guys. Man, that, that was that really was a great, cool. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Was very cool. I, I think that there. I think, I think there's definitely some, some high points in there. I think there's things that – uh, people are, are, are takeaways. People are like, "Oh my God, I didn't know this yeah. is happening." Very informative. Uh, it is. For one. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish that maybe we'll tag IBCA in the cook in this and say like, "Listen to the podcast, guys." I don't think we want to. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is not your father's IBCA. Right. This right. is the new up and coming. This is not your father's cook off, which is going to be the the champion. Barbecue Alliance. That's right. CBA. 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 Yes. Not CBD. Okay. Not to be confused with all the, uh, hemp, uh, the oils. All you hemp people out there. This is the CBA. So, uh, very cool stuff. And you know what? These two guys down to earth, uh, great idea that they had. And, you know, teaming up the way they did uh, and then getting this this whole thing going, I think it's, I think it's pretty badass. So. Yeah. No, I, I certainly agree. Yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't agree anymore, man. I, I, like you say, down to earth. I mean, they they don't hold any information back. You know what I mean? There's no secrets of what they're doing. I, th- I think it's cool, man. I, I think it's going to help you know novice cookers yes. because they're going to know where they're at. You know, and I think novice cookers should know where they're at. Yeah, and, um, I, and and experienced cookers. Oh, for sure, and experienced yeah. cookers. You know, because there may be a time where there's a novice cooker at eleven and the experienced cookers at ninety five. Yeah, there's so. plenty of times where we, uh, let's face it. Every time you cook, you're like. I feel like that's top three, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, and then all your friends try it, and they're like, "Oh, this is the best I've <laughs> this ever had." Is the best I've ever and had. And then you go to judging, you're like, wrong. nothing." Right. Well, now yeah. you're gonna take that piece of meat. And you're gonna go take your friend with you that just said that, and you're gonna take your last place call. Say, is this still the best piece of fucking meat I've ever had? Right, or you've right. ever had? Yeah, hey, right. you shithead! You, you, you don't lie to me no more. You tell yeah. that judge. You tell him <laughs> that this was the best piece of right. meat you had. Right. <laughs> I love it. Now we don't have to experience any of that. Now we actually true. know what score you get. And it's awesome. It, it, I, maybe maybe uh, it's not tender enough. Flavor, 10. Uh, what was the other uh, judging? It was flavor, tenderness. It's still presentation. Presentation. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't think presentation was one of them. Flavor, yeah. tenderness, taste. Maybe, yeah. Okay. How is flavor different than taste? Yeah, let's the same. <laughs> It's two different <laughs> taste buds in your mouth, Matt. You haven't experienced that. It could have been appearance. It could have been parents. It could have been whatever. But right? it's, it's nice to know that it, you know where you fall in. You get this score, and you're like, okay, well, I really tanked on the tenderness, which to be expected because I really couldn't gnaw this rib off the bone. So 
Yeah. This could. rock really hurt my fucking teeth. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I joined here at the uh, ass end of that interview. But hey, welcome, man. Hey. What's up, homie? Scouts are over. I'm here. Uh, but I like the idea that they were talking about where they're not just there to be judges. Like, they're there to, like, support the event and everything. So I, I think that's awesome. I can't wait to see the way it's going to play out. Yeah. Sounds like uh, the next couple of months they're just going to start firing up events, or maybe it was like March. Yeah, yeah probably I think after March, March. Into February, they're going to start firing Consensus up events. Like uh, March. Yeah. Great. We're looking forward to all yeah. the new events that are coming out. Hopefully, they, they tag us, and I'm sure we'll probably see uh, some of these events pop up uh, with, uh, I mean, Chase More Smoke. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they're going to be doing a bunch of these these type events. Ice cold cookers will be Ice there. cold cookers. Yeah. So, we, hey. We're excited. We're stoked uh, where the future is going to be with these guys. So we're glad to be kind of a little part of it. I feel like we're a little bit of a part of it since they've been on yeah. the Grab yeah, the they, podcast. They're, they're dragging us along with they them. They are. So. I mean, they're like, hey, guys, come on. They, I feel like grab, we're, we're yeah. charter members. We're not, we're not a big I weight, I don't think, but they're dragging us with them. <laughs> nice, nice. So, hey, we, we, we appreciate it, guys. Thank you for listening to the Grabbing the Brisket podcast. So, Alden, hit them up with the business where these people can get a hold of us at. Man, you guys already know what I got to keep telling you. So, uh, hit us up on the website. You can find everything you want to see there. It's www.grabthebrisket.com. Uh, if you just want to email, you know, you can uh, uh, grab the brisket at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit us up on Instagram and uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, you know, just. At grab the brisket would be Twitter, you know, Facebook and Instagram are both one and the same. It is at grab them in the brisket, and uh, just leave us, you know, good comments, bad comments, and different comments. We love them all. Uh, we will respond to you. You know, we can't respond to all of our twenty-five million um, followers, but uh, we will respond to all fourteen of you. So uh, just let us know if you guys have any questions, and uh, we'll get back to you. I well said. It. Yeah. Just go to the website. That's yeah. it. I love it. That's where you get us. <laughs> Appreciate well, it, guys. That's where I go and guess out this this gear you bought or that's I right. bought for you. Look, see. Yeah. We appreciate the guy. Uh, you guys listening. We do appreciate. We're, it. Oh, we're, we're shutting this thing down. Was that a question <laughs> or a statement? I feel like I was going to say I'm Ron we, Burgundy. We, we appreciate you guys <laughs> listening, and then all you guys around the table are like, "All right, guys, bye later." Yeah. No, I thought, we thought you were going to say something different. Oh, okay, yeah. my bad. So we definitely appreciate the the, the time y'all spent listening to us. Peace uh, out. Have a great week. Go to the website and tell me how that sounded. Peace. And, and we'll Talk barbecue later. Thanks, everybody. We've been great. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. Thanks for listening, guys. Special thanks to our sponsors, Jealous Devil Charcoal, Getty, Cooley Nation, Cambro Manufacturing, Texas Brew Hopper, Smoke Sheet, and Fiesta Spices. For more information on those companies, please check out our website at grabthebrisket.com.